Well, hello there, everybody. This is Tahira Monique Brown and... Victor Brown. Um, this is another Tahira's Tahira-isms and uh, a living, true and truly living, real people, real stories, real issues episode. And today, we are going to be talking about miracles. I know many of you can talk about times in your life when you were going through the worst time of your life, or maybe even the best time of your life and something happened out of the ordinary something you prayed for real hard and it came to pass and some things we talk about there are no words to describe how an amazing event took place in our lives something totally expected or totally unexpected so uh, you know the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing and um, I remember once um, I was going through a really hard time in my life. I had came home and there was a letter on the door that I was about to be evicted and uh, my lights was off, my gas was off, my phone was off. And I just I just embraced it and took it in and um, went to the payphone. I called um, around trying to get help like you usually do when you're in that position. And uh, I would tell you, what took place after Victor Brown talks to us a minute about how he feels about miracles and give us a verse to consider. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Tierra. Yeah, I was excited and looking forward to, to sharing today uh, about miracles. Um, the Bible has a lot to say about miracles. And a lot of the, as I reflect on the things that I remember and even some of what I've read today words like needs, um, having faith. Uh, God's direction plays a lot of uh, roles in in miracles, particularly uh, during Christ's ministry. Uh, And a lot of those were under God's direction, God's plan. God never, um, sometimes there were times when people were, really trying to make demands or trying to prove uh, to others that Christ or try to make Christ prove who he was. And God did not entertain that. But yet and still there's evidence of the existence of God and of who Jesus really is uh, in those miracles. Like the first one was at Cana of Galilee. And there's so many others that to hear and I could spend hours talking about that. But I will read one scripture uh, before Tahira shares what what she was going to share today. And this is found in Hebrews. And this is Hebrews chapter 2. Uh, and I'll start in verse 1. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received, is just punishment. How shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. The Lord is so faithful to his people. And I'm excited about to hear a story that she's going to tell 
But the Lord is faithful to those who trust in him and hope and believe in him. His word is true. One of the things I wanted to do when we first started doing this together, these series that Victor Brown and I are doing is doing them uh, on the fly. I don't want us to be so well studied and everything like that that we're not speaking from our hearts um, and we're not speaking from experiences. And Victor is into the word like nobody's business. And my focus is, you know, real life experiences that I go through or I see others go through and miracles I witness uh, and, I, you know, hopes that I've hoped for that became realities. Uh, and in the situation, what I was talking about earlier, I had not been out of the hospital long after being in a coma. I was relearning everything all over again. My children were being taken back and forth to court for a trial against the guy that had caused us harm. And I was trying to just learn how to live and how to be a mother. Uh, and, you know, of course, with all of that situation, trying to keep a job uh, and maintain expenses was very difficult for me. And uh, so um, when I came home and saw the letter on the door and I went inside, my lights didn't work, and my phone didn't work. And one of the things that really mattered living there is you had to have your lights. If you don't have anything else, you have to have lights, electricity. So um, I just put on a coat and headed to uh, the uh, company for my lights. And, uh, and when I got there, I, went, I wanted to see the supervisor. I wanted to see the big man at the top. <laughs> I didn't want to see just anybody that work at the desk. And to my surprise, they let me see the, the CEO uh, of that particular facility. And um, he walked me up to his office and he says, young lady, when do you think you can have the money? I said, I have it by the end of the day now. Lo and behold, I didn't have one dime. I had no idea where I was going to get this money. I was literally knowing that I may just have to walk back home because I didn't have the money to be able to go back home on the bus. Um, I said, but I have it before the end of the day. And I walked back downstairs, going out the door. The guy actually walked me down. <laughs> and uh, when I walked out the door, there was a woman coming by that knew me before I was in the hospital. And I used to sing songs at uh, churches and with a little gospel group. She says, aren't you that little singing girl? And I was like, and then I went to answer. She said, but wait, why are you standing here? I said, well, I'm about to be put out of my apartment. My lights are off. My phone is off. My gas is off. She says, but why are you here? I said, I'm here because I just told a guy upstairs that I would pay my lights by the end of the day. She said, well, do you have any money? I said, no. Uh, and she just took out her checkbook. She says, how much do you want? And I stood there in shock, and I told her what it was, and she wrote me a check. I got back up to that guy when he was just about to sit back down in his chair, and he told me, your lights will be home by the time you get home. And after, with that blessing, came the blessing about me getting my gas back on, by me going to the resident manager at the apartments. He helped me to be able to stay in my apartment, and I stayed for years after this incident. But I'm just saying to you that sometime a miracle just keep giving miracles, not just that one miracle. God gives you a miracle, and he gives you a way to sustain it. All you have to do is put in the action behind it. You have to be willing to do what you have to do to uh, get that, you know, to get that uh, opportunity to have this this uh, moment of a blessing. Yes. 
Sometimes God asks you to do nothing. He asks you to sit still because he's calming the storm of all the things that's taking place around you. You've done your best, and he's just saying, sit down, get out of my way, and let me handle this. And that was where I was. I was like, you know, shut my mouth, just go up there, and trust and believe, put that faith out there. When I spoke to that man, I presented it to his ears, mm. to a believer. Yes. I presented it to his ears. And he did not give me a long speech about how is that possible? You, you know, I don't see how you can do it. You know, you don't have a job. You need to give me a speech. He just said, if you have it here, your lights will be on. Walked me to the door. A lady met me at the door. A lady I'd never seen before in my life. I'd never seen her. Yeah. She just happened to be someone in the audience. And then for her to pay my light bill at that particular moment. Mm. But God, you know? Yes, living our yeah. lives with others showing us loving kindness. Uh, sometimes others are in our presence and they're angels, you know, and you never know when you're entertaining those angels unaware. So, And sometimes place. God don't bless you by a face you recognize. That's right. You know, the, the problem sometimes with faces that we recognize is they got a long story to tell us because they know us, they've seen us, we've seen the experiences we've had. And some love us with love, some love us from a distance, and some love us only enough to tell us about ourselves. Yes, and then you moved. I mean, sitting around wallowing in sorrow, but you get up and go. Prayer and then getting up to hear got up and went to the place she needed to go to with no, with no thought in her mind that it was going to be impossible for the Lord to come through for her. It's really easy to live for what you can see, touch, and feel. But it's the thing that you don't see. The trust of, uh, of the unknown, to walk through a place of the unknown, knowing that God is gonna you know, send you what you need. I've been thinking a lot about when we, it was Thanksgiving day, we had $20 to last us for I think two weeks. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Back then, I think you could get a waffle for about $3.50. So we went to a waffle house. We didn't get bacon, didn't get eggs, got one waffle. And I think the joy and the happiness of just being together. Nobody invited us over for Thanksgiving. Yeah, there was people that had yeah, plenty of food that said we could have come. But we, we got through that two weeks. And somehow that $20 was able to last us to where we could get what we needed to eat. And then thinking about so many people, there might've been some people that didn't have $20 to last them two weeks, but the joy, the love, the respect we have for one another, there wasn't a badgering of each other. We weren't angry at each other because we didn't have enough money to have a nice big meal every day, three times a day. Yeah, we made it somehow, you know, thank goodness I was one of those savvy shoppers that uh, I had plenty of stuff in the freezer that I could uh, take my time and cook, but we didn't have that celebratory Thanksgiving dinner. But that waffle was the best thing next Absolutely. And we had another time, too, when we had the kids at home, the grandbabies at home, and our our bounty was low. And we did the same Waffle House thing. We went about waffles this time. We just celebrated with waffles and bacon. And uh, our Waffle House meals were the hits. Oh, yes. But right in the middle of eating that, we was invited to have uh, a big dinner with my children's father's family. 
Yes. So being, imagine being a miracle happening when we're invited to a large meal. Yes. With uh, my ex-husband's family, which my ex-husband and my husband now are great friends. And that, that's, right. that's a blessing within itself. Yes, it is. Um, but... You know, I just we just wanted to take this moment to talk to you about miracles. I don't want to get caught in to getting segued because that's what happens when you talk a long time. That's right. Is you get off subject. When I feel myself getting off subject, literally I have one of these little broom-like things at my door, like when I have <laughs> guests at my house and I feel like we're getting off subject. I have the broom. I say, it's <laughs> time for me to sweep you out the door that's now right. so that we won't get into uh, gossip and uh the calling that we have, it gets lost in a conversation about other things versus why we're there in the first place. Anyway, um, this is to hear Monique Brown. And, and Victor Brown. Signing off. Have a fantastic day, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.